Uh, you can put it in the pink bin. There is. It must be up on the platform. Okay. Uh, acha. Normally, that is for the kitchen. For the other things, it is here in the bathroom. Ah, कोई बात नहीं. श्री गुरु चरण सरोज रज निज मनु मुकर सुधारी बरनाओ रघुबर बिमल जसु जोदायकु फल चारी बुद्धिहीन तनुजानी के सुमिरो पवन कुमार बलगुधि विद्या देवुमोहि हरहु कलेश विकार जय हनुमान ज्ञान गुण सागर जय कपीस तिहुलोक उजाग रामदूत अतुलित बल धामा अंजलि पुत्र पवन सुत रामा महावीर विक्रम बजरंगी कुमति दिवारी सुमति के संगी कंजन बरन विराज सुबेशा कानन कुंडल कुंचित केशा हाथ व्रज ओध्वजा विराजे काने भूज जरे साजे संकर सुवन केसरी नंदन तेज प्रताप वहा जग बंदन विद्यावान गुड़ी अति चातुर राम काज करिबे को आतुर प्रभु चरित्र सुनिबे को रसिया राम लखन सीता मन बसिया सूक्ष्म रूप धरिसी दिखावा बिकट रूप धरी लंक जरावा भीम रूप धरी असुर सहारे राम चंद्र के काज सवारे लाय सजीवन लखन जियाए श्री रघुवीर हर शिवर लाए रघुपति की दी बहुत बढ़ाई सहस बदल तुम रोजस गावे अस कही श्रीपति कंठ लगावे सदका दिख ब्रह्मादि मुनीसा नारद सारद सहित अहिसा जंगु बेर दिग पाल जहाते कभी को मिल कही सके कहाते तुम उपकार सुग्री वही कीधा राम मिलाय राजपद दीधा तुम रो मंत्र विभीषण माना लंकेश्वर भय सब जग जाना जो समस्त जो जन पर भानु लीलो ताही मधुर फल जानु प्रभु बुद्धि का मई मुख माही जल दिलागी गए अचरज राही दुर्गम काज जगत के जेते सुगम अनुग्रह तुम रे देते राम दुआरे तुम रखवारे सब सुख लहे तुम्हारी शरणा तुम रक्षक काहू को डरना आपद तेज समारो आपे तीनों लोक हाकते कापे भूत पिशाच निकट नहीं आवे महावीर जब नाम सुनावे ना से रोग हरे सब पीरा 
There is a story which is going on in my mind. Once there was an architect. He was a very, very good architect and he used to work for a person, one organization, and he worked for a very, very long time. So probably his entire life he devoted working for this organization. Time went by and then suddenly he realized that now it is time to retire. I just don't want to do this anymore. You know, I, I'm done with my share of building houses. I do not want to do anymore. So this architect went to his boss and he said, I've served you and uh, please excuse me from my services now. I don't want to work anymore. You know, I've done my share of building and constructing and designing. So the boss said, okay, agreed, but why don't you do one more project for me? Only one more, one last project. He said, I really don't feel like, but because you have been so nice all through, so I'll definitely do it. So he started on the project. He said, this is the amount of room, this is the material, feel free to use whatever you want and make a beautiful house. Take it. The architect said, okay, fine. He made the house and there he handed over the house. And he said, these are the keys to the house, to his boss. He said, no, don't give them to me. 
you keep them. This is your house. Oh my God, the architect was mm-hmm. disappointed. He said, pehle bata diya hota. I was so disinterested while I was making this house. There were so many things which I would have done differently had I known that this house is for me and this is where I'm going to stay. Oh my goodness, what have I done? Now our story is more or less like this architect only, isn't it? Time and again, we keep telling you, be careful, build your house carefully. Because ultimately you will have to stay in the <coughs> same house. But we keep forgetting. Assuming that no one will get It will be something else. But eventually we will be holding the keys of the house we have constructed. And that is what Bhagavatam keeps telling us. All through these chapters, like we have done two chapters at the Mahatme, they have clearly told us, be careful. You are constructing your own house. And when we talked about death in Bhagavatam again, they very clearly said, Ki to know how to die, you want to die like that? Then go in the reverse order. Live in that manner. Funny, isn't it? We say, Aise jina Bhagavatam is telling, Ki aise marna So this is how you die. First thing they are telling you, this is how you are supposed to die. Now, learn <coughs> to live. Instead of art of living, it is art of dying. That we are talking about. Because unless and until you understand. That house is ultimately going to be mine. You are not going to put that much interest. That enthu won't come. That commitment won't come. Because somewhere we are in denial. Just because the masses don't follow it. That does not mean it is not right. We are in total denial. This can be the truth. No matter how many sages come forward. Today we will include two more sages. And one more shrota. To prove to you, these people are saying the same thing. They have asked the same questions. They have answered the same questions. But what happens is, when we sit for Shravanam, we don't sit with faith and devotion. We don't sit with that Shraddha and Vishwas. For Shravan, you need Shraddha and Vishwas. If you cut off all the other things like Manan and all and all, for a shrota, you need only one thing. Unfortunately, for a vakta, you have to follow some 32 rules. Unless and until it will be nagging, you know, you have not done your job yet. But for a shrota, there is only one rule, that is shravanam. For a vakta, there is a list over here. For a vakta to sleep on the bed is also prohibited. Difficult, isn't it? So for a Shrota, it's so easy. Shravanam. And with Shraddha and Vishwas. Only Shraddha and Vishwas is needed. Because without Shraddha and Vishwas, that conviction will not come. Your ears won't be totally open. It will be like, you know, something is blocking the ears. You need to go and get it cleaned. So the dirt is not letting the name go in and touch your heart. That is the problem. So one thing, for the Shrota, Vakta, Shrotas. And there are some 32 odd and more things for the Vakta. So, now, when we know that we are standing and we are sitting in Nemisharanya. So, two people are talking. Throughout Bhagavatam, the main context is where Shonakji is listening to Suddevji. 
with his 28,000 disciples. Right? And then we will we were introduced that Parikshit is now has started listening to Shukdevji. Now Parikshit has a lot of questions. Shonaji asked a lot of questions. And Shukdevji said that these are the questions which have been asked before and they have been answered before also. Now Shukdevji says who, what, when. Again, they are sitting Nemesharanya. Two people are sitting in Nemesharanya, that is Shukdevji and Sutkoswabi. And the rest are sitting in now these two people, Shukdevji and Parikshit are sitting in Ganga. <coughs> right? Now, when he starts talking, Shukdevji, and Parikshitji says, suddenly he realizes beyond these two questions, he feels that suddenly he does not know anything, in spite of the fact that he is Parikshit. For him, seven days of life is enough to tune with the Lord. His ancestor, we talked about, for him only 20 minutes was enough. If somebody told him 20 minutes may you'll die, 20 minutes may he'll tune himself, connect himself, go the way somebody is properly supposed to die. For him, seven days were needed. And then he realizes that there's so much to know. There's so much that I don't know. The process that I really don't know anything suddenly struck him. And he said, there's so much I need to know. So this is my list of questions. But if you feel that I've missed out on anything, please answer. Start answering my questions as soon as possible. Because he realizes that he does not have that much time. So Shukdevji said, don't worry. And he says, I won't get tired also. Because I'm listening to Harikatha and that is nurturing my soul. So Shukdevji here starts talking about Vidhur. He's saying, who else heard this Katha? So he said, do you remember Vidhurji? And Parikshit said, yes, I know. Because he was his ancestor only. He said, of course I know Vidhurji. He said, Vidhurji also heard this Katha in Haridwar at the banks of Ganga. He said, really? He said, yes. And Vidhurji departed leaving everything behind. The story of Vidhurji goes as such that he was the brother of Dhritarashtra, right? Born through, uh, there were like, you know, Vedvyasji had come, Ambika, Ambalika, and there was one more, his mother, Vinita, was the help of Ambika and Ambalika, Vidhurji's mother. So he was born by Vedvyas through Vinita, right? And so somehow, he was not given the same status as all the other brothers, although somewhere, some grants say that he was born before the other two brothers, that is Dhritarashtra and Padma. But he did not have any of that thing. Many people also say that he was an avatar of Yam himself. He was in his previous birth, Yam, and due to a curse, he was born as Vidur. So Vidurji had no qualms about it. He was a Dharmraj totally. And he was okay being the guide or advisor for his brother Tritrash. So he used to do his job. But then he realized that they were going in the wrong direction. Pandavas were set out. Pandavas were asked to leave. Still they came back. Again their kingdom was not given. At this time, Vidhur could not take it. He felt that somebody has to give the right counsel. But again he kept quiet for a bit. And then Krishnaji came. But Krishnaji came later. Abhi Vidur came, kept quiet for a bit. But later, he went out to Dhritarashtra. When asked, he said that whatever is going around is not right. You should give the Pandavas their rightful 
whatever kicked up land whatever they deserve it they should be given because after 30 years they have come back but dhritarashtra would not listen true to his name he was totally blind so engrossed in his material possessions that he would not let go and his eyes were totally blind towards that inner self blind is what you're totally we all are blind towards our blind towards our inner self to a certain extent right so that was dhritarashtra so he would not listen vidur's counsel and vidur's counsel was so great that even today it is known as vidur niti just like chanakya niti so there is a granth called vidur niti so when he sat down in the court with dhritarashtra and duryodhan everywhere he started giving them good counsel as to what wrong they are doing and how should they rule the kingdom but duryodhan he could not take it he got so agitated that the words that came out from his mouth were totally foul he said that who are you to tell us anything you are a dasi putra you are anyways the son of a dasi a help a maid who are you to tell us anything do you even know what kind of rule should we do how should we rule we have actually given you too much leeway that you are able to talk in front of us now dhritarashtra is not saying this duryodhan is saying this to his chacha just imagine vidur just could not take it vidur ji went back and he said enough he got his bow and arrow and he left it at the door steps of dhritarashtra why did he leave the bow and arrow there to assure them that he is not going to fight through toward from the pandava side also so that his brother does not get agitated because it is said that vidur ji was far beyond a better archer than arjun himself than kard himself so if vidur ji would have been at the side of duryodhan at the time of battle the picture would have been totally different so he assured them neither will i fight from their side nor your side he walked away without anything he left behind everything in a moment's turn and he walked away just it took him a moment to drop everything and he walked away he went to different pilgrimages he went and he he was such a wise person it is said that he was purifying the places he was visiting it was not the other way around the pilgrimage all the uh, temples were being purified because of his presence it is not he who needed the temples but the temples needed his presence to get their sanctity to get their beauty to get their glow again so vidurji started doing that so he left not knowing what was conspiring behind him he dropped it not only not even in his thought did he carry the guru vanch with him in a minute he dropped everything left everything he went somewhere saying that i am not a kshatriya anymore i don't fight now when parikshit heard this a person like parikshit was astonished he said suta you told us how vidur who was the foremost of the lords devotees left his kith and kin so very difficult to part with and traveled on foot to all the sacred places on the earth surface where did he come to have a talk with the sage maitreya now he is astonished how could he do such a thing 
with a minute he dropped all his relations all everybody all his wealth and he could walk now parikshit is no less parikshit over here the minute he found out he dropped everything and he walked off also but look at over here you should think once and look at the depth of parikshit no where is it coming to his mind that he is no less he is astonished ki somebody can be like this and that is the main thing that we should bring to our notice when we talk about the lord also we had left with a thought right last time when the lord we said he is like the sky just as the sky does not know his depth so does the lord not know the extent of his own depth and his own maya now doesn't it scare you a bit when you hear ki usi ko nahi pata hai to hame kya pata hoga when he he does not know in generally these lines even as the sky knows not its limit he too is unable to realize the extent of his own maya how then can others know it doesn't it actually make you think ki is the statement right or wrong or how can the statement be made how can he not know his own maya now how could parikshit not know his own depth his own saranta his own down to earth nature how could lord not know his own maya it comes to our mind right now for this one of the sages have explained it very beautifully they said just take that a driver is driving a car right so the lord is driving the car and he is in control he is a very good driver he is driving the car at full speed but then suddenly he lets go of the steering wheel now up this will go left right kahan jayega kya pata so that does not mean that he does not know the extent of his own maya but he will leaves the steering wheel there you do not know which direction the maya will go so he normally holds it right so when he is in control the maya is totally in control but if he was suddenly to leave that wheel ab kya pata kahan jayega can you say if you leave the wheel suddenly where the car will turn it depends on the pebble on the way it depends on the bumpers it depends on the maybe the sidewalk there are so many elements but till he is in control no matter what comes he is going to drive it smoothly but then he leaves it finish so he said don't think that he is maya is beyond him nobody is trying to tell you that but when he leaves it then to fir where it will go it's up to her right and anyways maya is an illusion it is for the people who think that there is a difference like you know there is something beyond him then maya comes in play aise to to maya is also not there aise to the duality is also not there aise to it is only him so over here parikshit also does not realize the depth of his own nature and he is so astonished that he wants to know more about vidur so he said this all happened and vidur ji started moving he started going around and he suddenly came across through his journey not knowing what was happening back home he reached the tat the banks of yamuna and when he reached the banks of yamuna what did he see he met uddhav ji over there oh he was so amazed the minute he met uddhav ji he was so happy he said oh my god 
how are you i have been traveling all around how is lord krishna how is everybody back home how is the yad how are the yadavas how is vasudev ji he started asking by name about each and every person in the yadava club anuttam ji was sitting there knowing that vidur ji does not know anything he had dropped he has been traveling he has no use and when again and again he was being questioned and questioned uttav ji just looked at vidur ji and he became quiet tears started flowing down his eyes and he suddenly went into a trance where he remembered krishna that lord krishna which was a while back with him in his presence and suddenly he is no more he is not there he has dropped the yadava body we always say right you take a needle to remove the thorn and then you don't hold on to the needle you throw the needle also you put it away properly so that it does not pierce anybody but you remove it from your hand you don't hold it and go so the lord took a form the human form to remove the evil his work was done he dropped the body and he went away that easily he did his work and he is gone but uddhav ji here when reminded of the lord he could not control his tears he went into a trance and just looking at vidur ji looking when looking vidur ji realized the level and the depth of uddhav ji's sadhana the depth of his connection to the lord he realized that this he has suddenly gone up to vaikundavi is with his lord and he did not disturb him he kept sitting there waiting for uddhav ji to come out of his trance and start saying something he kept looking tears were flowing uddhav ji was quiet he could not utter a word he was not there anymore in his body the minute the name krishna came he departed he left his body he went vidur ji kept sitting for a while quietly waiting for uddhav ji to gather himself again uddhav ji gathered himself came down to the body again and looked at vidur ji and said as easily as he took this form he shut this form and he went and again he started crying now uddhav ji since he was 5 years of age since he was a little boy he never had that mischief or anything in him he was so focused on the lord that nothing could break his attention he was so devoted to the lord totally that when his mother would call out come have your lunch have your dinner have your breakfast he would not even get up he said oh no let it be how can i waste a single minute i don't want to eat anything i am sitting i am doing i'm looking at my lord i'm talking to him the only thing was that he was connected to the formless and the gopis suddenly showed him that formless is with the form and this form can also become the formless there is no difference it is the same so we did the uddhav ji episode if you remember the entire story of how gopis taught him the art of bhakti so this uddhav ji was so connected he opened his mouth and he said the way he had taken form in the same way he is gone is no more no more and the irony of the entire thing is the yadava clan at which he was born 
did not even realize what they had with it. They had no clue. They did not realize who was actually living with them. They did not realize the power of that divine being who was between them. So many other people had his darshan, saw his form, but the Yadavas, seeing him also, they did not see him. Just imagine. Why? Why? Think, why? So close. Every day they were looking at him. Every day they were dwelling with him. They did not know it. The Yadava clan was so strong that they could read thoughts. Just by your mannerism, by your thought, they could tell what is happening in your mind. They were such divine beings, but what they could not read was the Lord himself. That this person is living amongst us, they thought. This is an other ordinary person who is amongst us. And Uddhavji said, and just imagine, his, he also never showed anybody, right? The same Krishna, he when he went to Devaki and Vasudev, after so many years, he joined his hands and he said, I'm so sorry, parents, forgive me. Because of the fear of Kamsa, I did not come to rescue you earlier. Now, just say Kali Kapta hai. Can that Lord have fear? But his, his ways, he says, because of the fear of Kamsa, I could not come and rescue you. And then again, Uddhavji goes back. He said, Are, look at his grace. Even Putna, who had come to destroy him and made him suckle her milk, was given the status of a daima and sent to Vekunta, a mother. She also never got, never incurred any sin. She was actually sent to Vekunta. She merged with the Lord immediately. Look at his grace. Look at how great he is. And what not? Look at Brahma. Didn't he teach Brahmaji and Indraji a rightful lesson? So somewhere he's saying, Ki because of the fear of Kamsa, I could not come and rescue you. In other places, he lifted the Govardhan mountain to protect the Gopas and the Gopis and the people of Vrindavan so that they don't drown because of Indra. And Indra did not even understand. Indra could not realize who was standing in front of him. Indra Dev. Most of the time, Indra does not realize who is Indra. Indra is our Indriyas. Our Indriyas does not realize the self. So he could not realize. He kept fighting, fighting. When he realized, Are, I cannot win. This must be that divine who has taken a human form and come. And then Lord Krishna revealed himself to him. Brahmaji, the creator. Again and again we talk about Brahma, Brahma. He is the creator. He is the creation. He did not realize that there was somebody like him down there. He took away all his coward boys, hid them in the clouds. Krishna, he multiplied himself. Every Subhala, the cow, the monkey, Sudhama, everybody. Krishna in everybody's form, rejoicing and living. Brahmaji slept. So just imagine how much time must have gone by. Nobody realized, nobody missed the fact that their children were not there. They felt that yes, Subhala is Krishna himself. Or not only this, there was so much joy. The cows were not leaving their calves because every calf was Krishna. 
The mothers did not want to depart from their son because every son had become Krishna. Krishna had become every son, every daughter, every person. There was so much of bliss. When Brahmaji realized this, he said, Oh my God, what have I done? Who is this person? And he came down. And when he came down, and when he turned, he saw that there were magnificent Brahmas from various creations, bigger and stronger than him, coming and standing and bowing their head in front of this little blue boy. Thousands and thousands of Brahmas, thousands and thousands of creations had come down at one call of his. And he thought that he was the Brahma. When he turned, he realized there are so many uncountable Brahmas all around. Can you imagine? And the other side, again Uddhavji takes, an, uh, takes us to another extreme. And this very Lord Krishna, he ran away from the battlefield. Run Chordas. He ran away. He said, no, no, no. We are not going to fight this battle. We are going to run away. Balram and Lord Krishna run away from the battle. They take all their people and they run away. From the battlefield. A Kshatriya would say, no, no matter what. I'll die, but I won't run away. This, this Krishna ran away. So he is so difficult to understand. His ways you cannot comprehend. Somewhere he is crying for milk. Somewhere he is showing his divine form. So it is okay for everybody to get confused. Can't help it. That is the way he is. But then, Vidurji said, okay, what happened? He said he left, right? And then, what about the others? Oh, with him, everything related to him was wiped out. Vidurji said, what? He said, yes, nothing is there. How could that happen? He was astonished. What happened? He said, Sri Krishna showed everybody his love, his attachment. And then he showed everybody his detachment. <coughs> because he realized the clan started fighting against each other. The wives started fighting against each other. People started not following the rules and the regulations of those times. Krishna said, even if they are mine, they also have to be taken away because after the war, when everything is gone, why should this evil also remain? Just because it is associated with me does not make it good, right? So that golden Dwarka went. The Yadavas fought against each other. Like when you, when in the bamboos, they are very thin, right? So in your, because of the wind, there will be a lot of friction. And they'll create a fire on themselves. And the entire bamboo farm or the forest starts burning because of the fiction. Why? Of themselves. And the Yadavas died fighting themselves. They did not even fight anybody for no reason. They drank, they got drunk, they fought, they died. Everything is gone. Vidurji could not believe it. So much had happened. He did not know. He had tears in his eyes. He said, Really? Then he looked at Uddhavji. He said, Jab everything is gone. How come you are still here? Now Uddhavji said, I wish. I really wanted to go with the Lord. I had no intentions to stay. Now Hanumanji also pleaded and begged, let me go, right? He said, if you are going, I'll come with you. What's the point of living in this world when Ram is not there? 
Hanuman ji cried and pleaded in the same way. Uddhav ji cried and pleaded. He said, no, don't leave me behind. I have no intentions of leaving. If you are going, I will come with you. I have no intentions of living over here. But just like Hanuman ji was forced for our sake to stay behind, Uddhav ji again was forced for our sake to stay behind. Because Krishna said that there is no difference between me and Uddhav. He is identical. He is, he is one person who is never going to get caught up by the Maya of the world. He is so divine that he is the right person to stay here as a protector, as a preacher. Let him stay here. You cannot go with me. You have a work, you have work over here. You can't go. But Uddhavji could not take it. So when Krishna slowly went away and went down and sat next to Saraswati, Uddhavji followed him. And he saw Lord Krishna sitting Aram se with his legs up, calm and composed after all this massive destruction was to happen. And Uddhavji went and said, Please. But Krishna said, Nay, This is Niyati, you have to stay here. But at that time, suddenly, Maitreya Muni also came in. Now, Maitreya Muni was Ved Vyasa's friend. So he also came in. And he also sat down. And Maitreya Muni's head was not just going up. He was so bowed down in reverence and the glory of the Lord that he could not even look into the Lord's eye. He was just looking down when Lord Krishna said, Both of you have to stay. And I will tell you about Bhagavad. That same thing which I had told Brahma. I will tell you also. That same thing which I told Brahma, I'll tell you. And you go ahead and spread the word. Tell everybody about it. Okay? Uddhavji listened. Maitreya Muni listened. And then they departed. So Vidurji said, okay, if that is the case, why don't you tell me what Lord Krishna imparted? I also want to know. Please share it with me. But Uddhavji said, it is not me who is going to share it with you. Do you know? Before the Lord departed, he thought about you. Vidurji said, he thought about me out of all people. We remember God, it is very normal. It should be very normal. But God remembering us, you know, if we miss God, it should be very normal. But when God misses us, just imagine. So Vidur was overwhelmed. He said, he talked about me. He said, yes, he talked about you. Vidur was no ordinary person. When Sri Krishna had come back to Kuru to talk to the Kauravas for a patch-up, he came in and Duryodhan created a very new castle and created everything for Krishna. He wanted to greet Krishna. There were so many Pakwans, everything made for Lord Krishna so that the Lord would come and stay with him. But Krishna said, neither am I hungry nor do I want to stay with you. Because when I am hungry, I go to those people's house also who do not offer to feed me when there is true love for me. But you, Duryodhan, did not say in so many words. But he said, no. Your hospitality, I don't want. Your food, I'm not hungry for. I won't have any of it. So Duryodhan was amazed. He said, where will you go and stay? He went straight to Vidur's house, uninvited. And Vidur and his wife, they were not prepared. They had hardly prepared anything for the Lord. They had one, he was a sage. Vidur was no nothing but a sage living over there. 
and he had some simple roti and sabji. And Krishna suddenly walked in. And Vidurji said, Oh my God, I have nothing to feed you. He said, Q, what are you eating? He said, Saag and roti. And Krishna said, Oi khilar. It is said, Duryodhan ka meva tyagya. Saag vidur gharkai. Sabse uchi prem sakai. It is love. The Lord is hungry for love. He does not want anything else. And he ate that simple roti sabji in Vidhur's house. Such, so precious was Vidhur to Krishna. So pure was Vidhur. He does not want anything else. <coughs> Such was the Lord when he roamed the earth at that time in the guise of Krishna. In the Yadava Sharif. Came, sat down and he gave the food. So he said, I remembered you. Krishna remembered you. And he said, Vidhur will come. And Vidhur needs to get this knowledge. Make sure this knowledge is imparted to him. But you go to Bhadrika Ashram. Maitreya Muni will impart this knowledge to Vidhur. Now two devotees, Uddhav never questioned. He said, okay. So he said, it is not for me to tell you. You have to go all the way to Maitreya Muni to take this knowledge. For me, my journey is different. Now that I have met you, I have conveyed the entire scenario, the details and Krishna's message. I am going to Badrikasham. Badrinath, I am going there and I have to meet two sages, Nar and Narayan. They are doing their tapasya over there and tapasya is going to be for a kalp. And I am going to join in. I am going to be there in Badrika Ashram till I get further instructions. And saying this, Uddhavji, the divine devotee who the Lord has assured would not take a rebirth again, went away to Badrika Ashram. Now Vidurji, though heartbroken as to what all had happened, he continued his journey. He went to Haridwar looking for Maitreyamuni everywhere. And where did he make Maitreyamuni? Sitting next to the Ganga. The minute he saw Maitreyamuni and Maitreyamuni saw Vidhur, they realized, yes, now I have a task which I have to complete. Now Suddhevji and Shonakji, when Suddhevji took a pause, Shonakji said, don't stop, continue. We want to hear more. So he continued because what happens when two devotees meet? Now when Vidurji met Uddhavji, Sonakji met Suttevji, Parikshit met Shukji, they can never have a talk other than the talk of the Lord. And they are also overwhelmed by the talk of the Lord because they understand other than that, why waste our precious moments in talking about things beyond the Lord? And especially the saints say, when you're meeting a saint, why waste his time and your time talking about the world and asking for worldly things? Talk about the Lord, get to know the Lord, ask about the Lord. So all these people, they just did not want to know anything else. They said, just continue talking, time is short. We want to know more. And when Vidurji met Maitreya Muni, he just joined his hand. He sat down, ready for him to impart. And the first question he asked Maitreya Muni, just imagine, Vidurji, 
the first question he asks is so beautiful he says people perform actions for the sake of happiness but they neither attain happiness nor succeed in ending their sorrow thereby people perform actions for the sake of happiness but they neither attain happiness nor succeed in ending their sorrow thereby on the other hand they undergo suffering again and again as a result of those acts whether they are performed for happiness or not for happiness we never perform an act for not happiness right we perform everything for happiness therefore o worshipful sage be pleased to tell me what is advisable under this circumstance now he is asking this question about happiness this is the first question he asks mitra muni he has a list of questions but this first question he asks and mitra muni is like my god you are vidhur now i know why lord krishna said this knowledge has to be given to you because your questions are for the benefit of the world and not for your own benefit because for you you are beyond happiness and sorrow and when you ask these questions everybody else will benefit and mithya muni felt that he was humbled because he was presenting he was telling and he was talking to vidhur think about it today the main thing we have to think about is this very statement happiness don't we seek happiness all the time isn't all our endeavor for happiness happiness and inner peace inner peace happiness our entire journey is about inner peace and happiness do you know why deers are so dangerous yeah. why why are deers so dangerous not only salman khan <laughs> jad bharat our parikshit everybody had to face their problems because of the deer right parikshit ran ran after the deer punished seven days of life salman khan to we know what happened jad bharat what happened to him ramar he was reborn as a deer because he fell in love with a deer sita and ram ram ji left after the deer because of sita ji see what happened to sita ji so why is this deer brought into the picture again and again why should we actually turn and run in the opposite direction when we see a deer why actually the minute you see a deer i'll see a deer i'll turn and run such great people suffered so much because of a deer why do we bring in this deer all the time बिकॉज इट्स वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट इट इज वन मोर थिंग 
especially this kasturi deer no kasturi oh mek kasturi deer is uh, sita was lewd with it and she told ram to go and get yes. catch it and for like her and like the golden deer no yeah. yeah. the golden deer is kasturi that they have kasturi yes. around around it has the smell in it yeah but the entire life poor thing is searching so nothing which is mentioned in our scripture kasturi ki smell hoti hai na it is in him only most intoxicating smell in the world and he searches ki smell kahan se aa rahi hai for his kasturi mrik so he goes around all his life so any animal any event anything mentioned in our scriptures is not useless you have to actually go into the depth of it and think hari why always a deer why is he causing so much of a problem because that is what we are so lack of awareness lack of awareness yes and we seek happiness right suppose for a minute just be quiet and think to yourself make list of five people you like and five people you don't like just mentally make a list maybe okay chalo two people you like and two people you don't like one person you like and one person you don't like why think to yourself why the person you like is definitely because the person creates happiness for you he'll say good things he'll make you feel good he'll do things for you but the person you dislike the bottom line would be he's not making you feel happy the words don't appeal to you there is something that hurts your ego which you think is you are being hurt it is never you are who is being hurt whenever you are hurt it is your ego the minute you realize oh my god never say i am hurt the minute you say my ego is hurt things become all right because it is not you he hurt your ego to wo jaane aur aapki ego jaane aapko usse kya lena dena still be friends so these two things the only two things which we don't like we love things that give us happiness we dislike things that don't give us happiness we are conditioned like that now think okay who sits on the chair you sit on the chair or the chair sits on you you are sitting on the sofa or the sofa is sitting Both on you that think it's not well because mentally you know that you are sitting on that chair राइट मेंटली यू नो कि ऐसा चेयर है तो ऐसे बैठना है वैसा चेयर है तो वैसे बैठना है यू आर नॉट सिटिंग ऑन द चेयर द चेयर इज सिटिंग ऑन योर माइंड एंड देन यू आर सिटिंग देयर यू आर नॉट सिटिंग ऑन द चेयर द चेयर इज सिटिंग ऑन यू अनफॉर्चुनेट इज इन इट बरखा कैन आई यू सेड दैट इन इन एनीथिंग इफ योर ईगो इज हर्ट जस्ट से दैट माय ईगो इज हर्ट माय ईगो इज हर्ट ओके how do you tackle it let the ego tackle it why do you need to have so the moment you say my ego is hurt actually you're tackling but it still sits on your it'll come back up i think if you make a peace with it yeah. like last year i have a friend he's uh hmm. we've been friends for 10 years my own example hmm. 10 years past friend okay uh, from here he's my soft colleague and everybody knows okay nothing ek chota sa misunderstanding he stopped talking to me i feel very bad about it and he yelled at me and stuff like that ma bhi knew about it and he's like you really take it you're doing bachche jaise behave kar rahe ho sort it out you know i didn't speak for a year and i initially i checked your work isne aise mujhe kaise bula kaise bula kaise bula and then you're like he kya bol diya at the end of it he's your friend he's been there with you through thick and thin and then you're like oh 
for me that was a learning as to how to deal with it because I let it go and our friendship just came back. Now uh, we're back. We're we're good friends again. We're best friends again. You know. Because she was never <laughs> hurt. Forty. But yeah. I do and these things. So what know? was hurt? What was hurt? It was the ego. The, the moment you realize that yes, it's okay. You See, know? it it's happens okay. a lot. But still, and it every happens time it happens. Also, every right? time it happens, it comes back, and you have to. Every situation is. If it if you see in the essence, every situation is same. Maybe the, thing, right? yeah. Maybe the setting is different. Maybe the setting is different, but the situation is same. True. So when this thing happened, so you keep telling your mind that okay, okay. Like um, a lot of training. Yeah. Uh, I told you last week. I I left something which was I was a part of it. So now I feel why did I do that? But I wanted yeah. to leave it. See so and again why yeah. this again see. Let's so, take it a step further. Yeah. We talked about ego. Why do we run after all these happiness? Why? Why do we want happiness? Like and then, if you leave something, you have a vacuum. Yeah. It creates yeah. a vacuum yeah. in yes. you. Yes, these yeah. are the words, right? So you are running for happiness. But then, if I ask you, what do you want? Nowadays, the trend is there, right? Now, don't ask about money. Ask about happiness. So, okay, I ask, okay, what do you want? I want happiness. When do you want happiness? I want happiness always. That's so, possible. that's again because point. Like Hold it. Fine curve. It goes up. It goes down. That is what a layman will say. It is not possible because you find happiness in temporary things. True. When you say I want happiness through a person, till that person is there, you are happy. Yeah. When the person is gone, you are not happy. I become very happy when I achieve a target. Target done. After that gloom vacuum again, next kya kare? You are attaching your happiness. Firstly, your locus of control is outside. It is not inside. And you are attaching all your happiness, all your mood swings, everything on something external. And you want eternal happiness through temporary things. A temporary house will give you happiness. A tem- temporary amount of money will give you happiness. Temporarily, your children will give you happiness, but suppose what happens when everything goes away? You become sad and gloomy. So, when you want eternal happiness, can you imagine if some you do pranam to somebody and somebody said "dukhi raho"? <laughs> will you ever touch the feet of that person? No. The person will be khush raho, sukhi raho, sukh sampatti mile. You have all the wealth in the world. You have all the joy in the world. Look at how we expect we expect people to bless us with joy, happiness, everything. Not only expectations. Think about it. But suppose a person starts saying all these things, you'll stop touching that leg, no? You won't even expect. You'll stop going down. Ki jane do. Because you want that. You have that craving. You know I want to be happy. Somewhere you know that when I'm displaced from happiness, I'm not okay. When I'm happy, things are alright. So somewhere you know that you always are moving towards happiness, but the problem is, are you moving in the wrong, right direction? To attain happiness, are you moving in the right direction or are you moving in the wrong direction? Nobody stops and things, and the entire life goes by in our quest for this mundane happiness, doesn't it? Some people, what do you do? Think, okay, mandir jate ho to. Bhagwan, sab theek rahe, khushi dena. You meet a sage, 
touch his feet and you will say i hope i remain happy the sages must be pitying you thinking bichara <laughs> he is bliss himself he does not know and he is seeking anand that also happiness is not even close to anand here and there ab what do i tell him ki murakh is it na pani mein rehn pyasi the machli is in the water but she does she still thirsty tab uska to ab kya kar loge so you are anand you are bliss but what do you seek you seek happiness how can you seek something that you are no matter how much that dear seeks for that kasturi he'll never get it till he realizes it are it is here he'll be restless he'll be unhappy he'll be running around all through not knowing that nobody no thing nothing can give one eternal happiness other than the lord and the knowledge of the self and this one thing we resist if somebody tells you know yourself you will be happy beaucoup hai <laughs> seriously you don't need the naya this is not practical what are you telling you you are happiness and you say this is not practical to okay then the sages say okay you come we'll tell you in so many words the same thing keep listening keep listening keep listening kabhi to samajh aayega ki you are bliss tak to masi you are that you are totally that koi difference hi nahi hai and what are you seeking when you are the owner of the entire world why are you moving around like a beggar when the power is in you why are you wasting why are you giving another person the power when you are all power, all powerful it took me a year to figure that out just That's imagine me. it is very good that you figured it out in a year it I takes a lifetime a year of philosophy so again people perform actions for the sake of happiness but they neither attain happiness nor succeed in ending their sorrow thereby on the contrary they undergo suffering again and again as a result of those acts even if you do a good deed there is suffering only even if you do a bad deed there is suffering only <coughs> after a good deed there might be a temporary happiness because that deed is also for happiness when a deed is to take and give happiness it is not selfless because you think you are the giver use yourself do not know you are ananda the minute you know you are ananda then theek hai the equation changes you do not know and you think you can give happiness to somebody by giving something you'll give happiness i gave happiness sachi ek to ye doership hamare mein itni bhari hui hai ki hum karte hain try it without his grace nothing can happen so what do you think you are you can give and take happiness analyze this point this is the beginning and the first question of vidur ji and this is where the explanation will start there are three bhagavatams going on parallelly ganga pe do ho rahi hai nemisharanya pe ek ho rahi hai who is it ganga is vidur and, and maitre muni and the other is um, parikshit and shukdev ji and in nemasharanya and sudev ji and now why does this grant do this why is it again and again 
because they know we won't accept so they are bringing in so many great sages ki see he had the same question he had the same answer he had the same question they are proving it to you see before entering they have tried their best to prove it to you ki the knowledge is authentic please move forward with shraddha and vishwas shravanam without shraddha and vishwas is useless so by bringing in so many speakers by telling you again and again they are saying have faith and vishwas before you step in because everybody is speaking the same language now one more thing before we go on krishna again and again when we are saying ki krishna was the one who gave the knowledge to brahma krishna was the one then what do we do over here what is your understanding from it because this can be very deceiving when i say krishna is the soul krishna is the one who gave the knowledge to brahma what does this mean what does what do you take away from it from inside only coming from inside from a soul only it's a inner uh, voice it's an inner voice that's a very good answer yes what do you take from it that we are all in one so yes everything whatever is within you and outside you 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 have to you know what do you take from it what do you take from it when when we again and again say yeah because what what this can do is create a confusion this can create a very big confusion saying somebody will interpret it and say see krishna is the ultimate but we have to be very careful in our interpretations i am not saying krishna is not the ultimate yes krishna is krishna aaj bhi samne aa jaye to maza aa jaye but that is the way the saints are right when somebody has realized himself he is krishna when somebody realizes himself ki i am not the wave i am the ocean he becomes a ram he becomes a krishna they come back again and again to show ki are tum bhi krishna ho sakte ho the problem is phd is not for all right so that ways only one krishna comes and says nahi 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 only he can be krishna i cannot be krishna but then won't it be unjust ki someone can be krishna and someone cannot be krishna would the lord ever say ki nahi only one can be and you cannot be the same and if we knew that there is a barrier between my becoming like that then why will we try given i can never achieve that status why try only when somebody clearly tells you ki you cannot know yourself totally you are different you do not have the capacity to become krishna does it i believe we all have some part of it some form of krishna in us but we do not fully let it go we let we don't recognize ourselves so, that self is hidden between behind all the layers yeah. and we keep looking for it here and there here and there and the minute we see somebody who seems to be clear of those layers and starts oozing out the bliss in him because he is starting to become established in the self we stand in reverence of that person isn't it it normally happens you can you won't do anything you will feel ki you are going down to that person why why because you realize 
that he has reached that core of what he is. Right? So here, Krishna was somebody. You see, he was a Purnavatar. He was totally established in the self. He knew himself totally. And so can we. Don't get confused over here. Otherwise, the entire Granth will be interpreted in a wrong way. Be very careful of this fact and go and think about it. So when you're saying that Krishna is coming back to your question as to what it means, what is your interpretation of it? Yes, that's what it is. When Krishna told Brahma, what does it mean? Who is Krishna? Krishna is that wave who has realized that it is the ocean. There is no difference between a wave. Is there any difference between <coughs> a wave and an ocean? But we see so many waves. The forms are different. Waves are there, but it is the ocean. If I take away the ocean, would there be a wave? He knows. So when we are saying, ki, I told Brahma, I told Brahma, because he's established in the self and there is only one. Get it? Think about it. Because this clarity has to be in your mind to go further with this Granth. Otherwise, again and again, a totally different meaning will come. Be very careful. Because it's the first time I've used Krishna per se in this example. And this understanding, with this understanding we have to move forward. Because otherwise you say, then Krishna told Brahma, so Krishna is superior. And then we, what we do is, because of our nature, we put everything in a name and a form. That is, un, unfortunately we are so, so conditioned with a name and a form We'll say, oh, that name and that form. Krishna. Krishna has a name and a form. But we said that name and that form gave knowledge to Brahma. Hmm. Galat ho gaya. Do you get it now? Okay. Try to think about it. Because till we have that clarity, it will be this. They will keep telling us this. So this is the second thing. So happiness and happiness is established within. To have anand and bliss, you have to shift your locus of control internal and you have to realize that nobody can give it to you. You are, you are bliss. You're not even happiness. You're bliss, infinite anand. You're beyond the circle of sorrow and happiness. You are. And this will explain. Now the other thing is, the third book will be talking about Sarga and Visarga. Now last time, two minutes and I'll finish it. Sarga is, how was this world created? There were ten points. To understand again, they have, the masters have said, if you don't follow this yeah. order, you will misinterpret the stories. Many a times, I don't know, as we go further, we'll know. I suddenly realized that these ten avatars of the Lord are not evolution. We say, no, Matsya Kurma, Varaha, and then we say, yeah, evolution, and nahi hai. And then we say, Varaha avatar, pehle iske liye bol jaya, kahin gadbad ho gai ho gai likhne mein. Gadbad likhne mein nahi hai, hamare samajhne mein gadbad ho gai. So when they start explaining the Varaha avatar, you'll realize that it is not evolution. It is talking about creation. 
and to understand each and every book we have to keep this 10 points in mind sarga visarga stiti sarg is sarg visarga stiti poshan utis manvantar ishnukata nirod mukti and ashray although all of it is leading to ashray what is ashray like we did last session yeah is total surrender total surrender total surrender what is the nature we want to understand the nature of that which upholds the world right the nature of that that no name no form no figure ashray that is what we want to understand we can say that is what we want to understand or this is what we want to understand because it's tatvamasi say so for that we'll be doing the entire circus to understand ultimately so these are not 10 different points but through these 10 different points we'll analyze every chapter based on this so the first chapter will be analyzed based on sarga and visarga how the creation came into place so every chapter has an objective every set of stories has an objective it has not been randomly placed and that is how we'll try to understand the scripture and once we have these 10 points in mind analyzing it will become easier good anything else that you want to share about the until you feel you're down to earth you're humble you're good you're not ठीक है अगेन परीक्षित हाउ ही गॉट एस्टोनिश्ड बिकॉज़ यू वोंट इवन नो एस्टोनिश्ड एट विदुर क्यों रे ऐसे भी लोग हो सकते हैं नॉट रियलाइजिंग कि वो भी वैसा ही सो टिल यू हैव दैट इन यू कि मैं हूं आप नहीं हो क्योंकि जब खो जाओगे आपको पता भी नहीं लगेगा सो यू सेड द नेचर ऑफ दैट अल्टीमेट इज आश्रय नो वी वांट टू फाइंड आउट सो आश्रय इज नॉट प्रोटेक्शन what is there what is there hello what is there in the north of north what is there in the west of west what is there in the east of east what is there in the south of south we only that is what we want to understand what is upholding the entire thing we want to understand right we are sitting here to understand we don't know see ek to hai ki listening to the word and saying ki ha tatvamasi am brahmasmi and there is a state when you are established in it it takes a long time so ek to theek hai acceptance aa gayi hai that acceptance also takes a long time but being established is a long journey logo ko to janm lag jate so you're just walking on the path so you're saying these 10 points will give you a clarity and why this is essence of lord krishna right it says this is my essence in the beginning of bhagavatam he said i have entered this granth what does that mean this is my essence this is my soul this will help you find yourself this, is, yeah. this will help you find yourself this will help you find that this will help you understand the essence that i am and i am not different from you so this will help you understand hai theek hai good 
So this is Bhagavatam. This is for today. But for all this, again, an inner eye. Inner eye is not needed. <coughs> Till we don't shift the locus of control from outside to inside. Till we stop.